News is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah News, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, my hubby, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Here we are again. Back again. Love it. Love my time with you. Me too. <laughs> when I put you on air and tell you how much I love you and then stare at you, you have no choice but to tell me how much you love me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always a good way to start yeah. the day. Yeah. I agree. So today, super excited because we have David Meeben on the show. So smart. So smart. And he's one of those guys. I can remember when we met him, it was one of those instant connections that we uh, just loved him and his wife. And we we made plans instantly to, (laughs) to meet up more often. And it's been a couple of years and we have not met up with him again. <laughs> We've done a really bad job at that. Well, he is the um, creator of Fat Tire Tours, which do you know what they do, babe? I do. And I think that we need to make it a goal that we go to every one of his locations. Yes. Yes. So what Fat Tire Tours does is they are um, they have bike tours all across the world and their mission is to provide safe fun unforgettable experiences through superior customer service that creates memories and smiles that last a lifetime so i think we need to be in on this we do and i think the the fact that it's in paris yes. we need to do uh-huh <laughs> uh, london for sure mm-hmm. I, I don't know enough about barcelona or berlin or we probably Munich. should go check it out though but certainly here in the States, we can easily knock out New Orleans, right. D.C., Chicago. Yes. A lot of fun cities, but I think uh, those international ones, we need to make sure. I agree. The cool thing about what David and his wife, Kelly, have done was they took a passion of theirs to, I mean, he loved traveling, and he talks about that a lot on the podcast, but then to create a business. It's really hard as an entrepreneur to create a business in America, but I can only imagine how much harder it is to start a business internationally, being a guy from Austin and starting it in Paris. Hello, that's hard. You have to be smart. <laughs> no doubt. And there's so many comparisons to how he started his business to how Tippy Toes started. Right. Uh, certainly starting in 1999, a lot of similarities there. Yeah. But, uh, but certainly hearing his stories on how he's grown uh, into a big time business off yeah. uh, just... Uh, 50 bikes early on that's mm-hmm. uh that sounds like tippy toes that's i can remember right. the day that we wanted 50 students to be enrolled in tippy toes <laughs> we and, prayed and, for uh, 50 students <laughs> that was the biggest goal we could think of so it's fun to to hear yeah. a similar story and see the success he's had i love that it's so cool and the thing that i love which is similar to tippy toes as well as your business is they capitalize on customer service when he was talking about the tour guides he was saying they're actually performing. They're putting on a show and it's not just a playbook that they do. It's up to date current events that they're taking these people through and to that gives them an edge on the city. So for example, like you said, in Paris, if you're visiting Paris, 
they're saying that they have a backdoor experience to get into the Eiffel Tower where you're not waiting four hours. I mean, how cool is that? It is so cool. And we talk all the time about how do you create that unexpected customer service that you expect if you go on a tour like this that you get to have great customer service. But when Mm -hmm. you get that unexpected customer service, you know something special. And and that's certainly what Tippy Toes has, uh, certainly what I feel like uh, my business with the Nashville Sounds has. but, But he's taken bike tours and created unexpected unexpected customer service. I love it. I love it. And there's Segway tours and there's group tours and garden tours and all sorts of things. So what he did is took a simple concept of a bike and a tour and then over the years kept expanding and growing. Um, And his story is just incredible. And I, I thought what was so interesting is how what he thought he first wanted. He said, I wanted to be first class with my Wall Street Journal drinking a bourbon and then he was like then I realized no no I don't want that I want to explore the world that God created and I want to play he wants to play and he wants to give fun and joy to so many travelers and so he does that and I think his story is so incredible um I think that like you said when we met them there was something that just drew us to them that made us want to lean over and be like what are they going to do next um but then he goes into an incredible health story um Remember him telling us about that at dinner? It was. It blew my mind because he was as healthy and as good looking. Or oh. good looking. Well, as healthy. <laughs> he looked like an athlete. Right. And looked like he obviously took great care of himself. Uh-huh. And to hear that uh, he had some heart issues and some different issues that you're like, how does he have heart right. issues? Right. Yeah. So, it raises uh, awareness it to does. that. And the cool thing, and he talks about this in the podcast, but that he's writing a book. And so um, I think that's so cool that his story will be told. And just, you know, like I said, we're on the edge of the seats, our seats, seeing what's going to happen next. So let's pop over and listen to David's story about um, fat tire tours. David, I'm super excited to have you on our Destined for Greatness podcast. You are definitely Destined for Greatness, and you have done so many wonderful things. So I want you to tell our audience exactly who you are. <laughs> well, you're kind with a, a sweet intro like that. So yes, my name is uh, David Mevin, live in Austin, Texas. And uh, I'm not sure which title is the most rewarding, perhaps <laughs> you know, hus- husband or father or uh, those would be the top two, I suppose. Yes. Then after that, um, you know, entrepreneur and uh, world traveler and um, uh, energetic uh, seeker of, of, you know, things around the world, geography and cultures and language and, and history and all that stuff. There's, there's so much to see and do, yes. uh, and there's just not enough time. So I don't know. I mean, as far as what title I would choose, probably uh, probably one of those, no question, the greatest uh, achievement of my life is is um is my wife and, and our family my our two kids which is super fun but i do love business i know that's what we're going to talk about and so i um am thankful and, and honored to uh have the title as founder and ceo of a tourism company uh, which is called fat tire tours mm. and we operate in a number of european and u.s cities and we do uh, bicycle tours and walking tours and food tours and skip the line like attraction tours right. and then uh, segway tours as well and have been doing it for about 19 and a half years ever since I uh, graduated from Texas A&M University back in 1999 wow. and I love it and I tell people that we are in the business of fun 
Yes. And that is a really, really fun place to be. <laughs> that is That's a, a great, spot, great to spot to be. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what um, what I'm floored about with you, and I remember meeting you at a dinner um, in Round Rock, Texas, and I remember being so intrigued by you and your wife because truly I have not traveled the world. I've traveled the country, but I've not traveled the world. And so people that have done that, I'm just amazed by and have a strong desire to do that. But what also just totally took me back was that not only have you traveled the world, but you've started businesses all over the world. How does one even manage to do that? I mean, was it something that you've always wanted to do or how did that dream first come about? Uh, great question. So the short answer is yes, I have always wanted to do that. I am uh, fortunate, I suppose, to have, well, I was an only child and I was fortunate to have parents that love to travel mm-hmm. and they chose, I mean, nine times out of 10 to not send me to grandma and grandpa's house but to take me with them. Wow. And so I grew up traveling to you know, Asia and Australia and Africa and Europe and around the U.S. and so forth and, and really, really enjoyed it and developed a passion for that. And when I was a kid, a little kid, my dream job was to be one of the guys or ladies uh, who drives the little carts around the airport and brings bags to and from the airplanes. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, I can be around the airplanes. I can be at the airport. Of course, I didn't know, understand. They didn't necessarily get to go anywhere. That was only me in the plane. So it didn't, didn't work out for me. But I always want to be involved with travel. And as I, was, uh, as I was going through college, I was a business major. And now when I speak about entrepreneurship, I tell people that I thought – that I wanted to be the guy on the plane in seat 1A with a Wall Street Journal in one hand and a scotch in the other mm-hmm. when you get on the plane. <laughs> and, uh, and so I had some, uh, some internships and caught one particular internship that while I enjoyed the internship and, and um, it was even over Paris, France, which was great, uh, I did wear a suit and I sat in a cube all day and I thought, mm-hmm. you know what, the scotch is not that good. <laughs> and, um, and I don't feel like traveling away from my family all the time. And so, um, so it kind of defeated my, my dream of being this international business man who's, you know, uh, gallivanting around the world and making deals happen or wow. whatever that might have, whatever I thought it was, it wasn't, it suddenly wasn't what I thought. So mm-hmm. I was kind of at a, a bit of a, of, of a loss, just kind of saying, hmm, what, you know, how, what else would I want to pursue in this? And so I was living in Paris that summer. This was summer of 98. And, um, you know, kind of going to to work all day, but I had so many friends and family coming through, and they would ask me and and, and say, David, hey, you are in Paris, and we are here, and we don't know where to go. Yeah. We don't speak French. We don't know what to do. Could you show us around? I said, hey, if it's after work or on the weekends, let's go rent some bikes and let's go ride around town because it was uh, it's fun, mm-hmm. it's easy, and you're not exhausted afterwards. You obviously cover more ground than you do by foot. Right. If you are in the metro, so the subway, of course, you you see nothing. You have no geographical orientation of the city. You don't have your bearings or, or anything. So it's, it's such a great way to see, uh, in this case, Paris, or really any city is by bicycle. Right. And so when doing that that summer, uh, I was like, hey, this is kind of fun. I'm outside. I'm exercising. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm seeing the city. I had a, a clear passion for making sure that people loved Paris as much as I did. And then I was frustrated in the event that they didn't because sure they needed to. <laughs> and so uh, I just uh, I just had that and I had one year left in school. So um, I started kind of the the idea of what I wanted to do. And I went to, uh, I, I got a meeting at what is called the Chambre de Commerce, so the Chamber of Commerce in Paris. 
I was uh, shot down immediately the first time, uh, but went back and met with a different lady who was the director for foreign investment, me, of course, being a foreigner in France. Right. And I think she just, either she really liked me or she felt really sorry for me or <laughs> perhaps a, a little bit of both. Yeah. And she was super sweet and just said, hey, you need to talk to this guy for your attorney, this guy for your accounting, this guy for your, your this lady for your visa, here's your real estate wow. person, blah, 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 blah. And just kind of laid out the Rolodex for me. And that was a huge blessing because I didn't know a soul. I mean, I had I had a total of like three friends in the entire country. <laughs> Right. And um, and so I didn't, you know, I didn't know where to go. I had no money. I had nothing. So and you so, had this idea, though. Like, was your idea originally the bikes? Is that what you went to or the, with? Yes, that is okay. correct. So it was going to be a bike tour because that's what I had been had been doing and, and what I had been enjoying. That's mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's accurate. So I uh, I left Paris that summer, went back to Texas, uh, graduated. It was my fifth year, so a super senior, if you will. <laughs> yes. And uh, in the fall, my, my fall semester, I wrote the business plan, and I went and got a, um, an SBA loan from Bank of America for mm-hmm. 25000 I'd never seen a comma in my bank account, didn't know what that even looked like. <laughs> right. And so that was pretty exciting, and quickly realized in the spring semester, I started going uh, to France about every third week, so I would spend three weeks in Texas at school and then a week in Paris and three weeks wow. in Texas and a week in Paris throughout the semester. So I got three D's and a C in my last <laughs> semester. So D for diploma. But I think the professors were excited to see a student who was trying to do right. something a little bit, a little bit mm-hmm. different yeah. than, um, than kind of the standard uh, approach, you know, post-college. And uh, so they were pretty forgiving regarding finals and if I didn't turn in all my work or whatnot. That's awesome. And so, uh, yeah, it was, that was really lucky. <laughs> And then, uh, and that was it. So I didn't even take finals. I, um, what we would call dead week, the time that you kind of get to study for finals. I didn't even, I skipped all that, went straight home, spent one night in Austin and then went to France. And uh, that was on, that was in May of 1999. We started about two weeks later. And so May 25th, 99 is our actual birthday. Wow. And uh, and that'll be 20 years uh, this coming it's coming May, so it's been That's a. I can't, awesome! I can't believe it. Wow, yeah, it's, it's, we share uh, the same birthday-ish. Tippy Toes, my dance company, will also. Mm-hmm. We're turning twenty on January fourth, so we're like mm-hmm. the same same okay. business yeah, birthday-ish. <laughs> absolutely, wow. business birthday, whatever that is. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, as you know, it's been a while. I mean, right. it goes fast. But, it's, but that's uh, so amazing. Well, what's so amazing to me, I'm writing notes as you're talking because I think somebody listening is hearing you go back every three weeks to Paris. Like, that's not like going from Austin to College Station. Like, that's no. that's a big trip that sometimes people take a trip of a lifetime. Like, that's their trip. Correct. And so for yep. you to be able to do this, um, that's huge. But you, it sounds like you were so driven. You were so focused on what you wanted to do that nothing was going to stop you. Is that how you felt? Is like, I've got a, like an urgency to get this done? Yeah, I had a... Um I mean, I had a real passion for it. I, I had worked in Normandy every summer in college prior to that. So I had three summers in Normandy. I had gone to school over there one summer, and then we had um, I had the, the the internship experience. So really, four summers in a row, and I just uh, developed a passion for everything French, from culture to language to weather to mm-hmm. history to topography to proximity to other major uh, European cities, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I really, really, really wanted to go over there and do something like this. And, um, but I think the biggest tool in my toolbox, uh, especially for a, 
a young guy or gal uh, want to do something is the supreme level of naivety that mm-hmm. I had. I just, <laughs> I just didn't, I just didn't know what I was up against, right. and so therefore I wasn't afraid because I had, you know, you don't know what you don't know, and I knew virtually nothing. Yeah, there's so, beauty uh, in that. I feel like there's there is, so yes. much beauty in the young entrepreneur mind just knowing like, well, why not me? And what I feel like a lot of Mm -hmm. our listeners get stuck in is they think about all the things that could go wrong versus, you know, I mean, we know sometimes too much. And so I think that's a beautiful gift that you had early on. Yeah, it was, uh, it was super helpful for me. And, uh, you know, I I just, I didn't, France has got to be, I don't know, of course, I haven't done it in a lot of countries, but France is certainly a, a challenging country coming from a, the United States in a, a very capitalistic society and mentality and coming from the business school at AM and so forth and then going to a socialist environment. Uh, it's, a, it's a change. Mm-hmm. And, and you're exactly right. Had, you know, knowing what I know now, obviously I would have, oh, God, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> and the other thing is I had nothing. So I, had, I really had nothing to lose. I had no money. I had no wife. I had no right. house or car payment or a phone payment mm-hmm. or you know, I, had, I had nothing. Yeah. And so when you have nothing, it's you're just you're just kind of used to it. So if you mm-hmm. fail, well, you still have nothing. Right. That means you, haven't gone, you haven't really gone anywhere. And you're like, so and you never tasted the sweet nectar of success mm-hmm. um, to make you fearful of, of losing that. And so um, so I think that makes it easy. So when I go up to the universities and talk about entrepreneurship, I always encourage students who I, I think personally, and at least from my experience, the best time or at least a great time to try to do something is when you're young because you, you're starting from nothing and therefore you have nothing and you just don't know what you're up against and you have nothing to lose. And it, it, you, it's such a great, such a great time period for entrepreneurs. <laughs> it is. I love that. Okay. So take us to, you said you started May 25th. How did it start? How many bikes did you have? What was your, what were you doing those first few weeks or early on in your business? What did it look like? Uh, it didn't look very good. It was not rosy. <laughs> that's for sure. We had, or we being I, I had, um, I had planned to have 50 bicycles, mm-hmm. which was approximately 45 too many <laughs> than I actually, than I actually needed. So I did have 50. I did not have the, uh, the sufficient amount of customers to make those, uh, worthwhile. Right. And as I tell people, our first day, we had exactly zero customers. <laughs> our second day, we had exactly zero customers. Yeah. And our third day, uh, we had two customers, which were two friends of mine from uh, Anum. Wow! And so it wasn't exactly uh, the money-making, <laughs> successful launch that I had uh, hoped or dreamed for. That's for sure. Right. Um, if we would have had in our first year, had we when we had days of double digits, so 10, 11, 12 people, that mm-hmm. was a really, really big day. That was super duper exciting. Wow! And our largest day, I believe, our first year was about fifty people. I think we'd actually used most of the bikes on either our morning or afternoon tour. So that, that was a so big great. day. Like yeah, that was, yeah, that was great. Now, of course, if we don't have that on one tour in one day, um, you know, I'll be like, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be flabbergasted. We'll have, you know, north of a thousand people a day now. Um, wow. We'll do our entire first year in, in a single day. Um, you know, now, of course, isn't that so, so cool? Like to look back yeah, and be like, uh, wow, how far you've grown now, just so our listeners yeah. understand, is there a tour guide and everybody's following or do they get their Correct. own? Okay. Yes. There's a, we will do something as simple as, you know, bike rental, show up, go take a bike, go do what you want and come back. That's not a problem. But our, 
that's you know a very 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 small percent of our business are primary business as is a guided tour okay and so we obviously have the route worked out and we will have a guide and the guides are great they have such wonderful personalities super engaging i mean they're on stage they're performers right with great knowledge of history and anecdotes and um you know tips local uh, obviously local tips and hey this is a great restaurant there's a great cafe over there this is what's going on this week don't miss this right uh, things like that so it's it's not just a guidebook that is written once a year it's a you know a living and breathing changing uh, dynamic from the tour guide. I mean, of course, the history is the same, but the, the, right. the up-to-date stuff, of course, uh, changes on a daily, if not weekly basis. That is so cool. And so, yeah, so that, that really, what we've seen over the years, over the last 20 years, uh, way back when people, customers were happy to come in and get on a bike, get on a bus, and um, and do, you know, what I would call a, a normal tour that everyone can do now of course this was right at the advent of the internet right so mm-hmm. this internet thing was was arriving and people suddenly had information but only perhaps the more savvy people right. had information now fast forward 20 years later and everyone is pretty savvy on the web and there's such an abundance of information there's too much right we, we can't right. go through all that right so there's too much information and suddenly we've seen the pendulum kind of swing backwards so it used to be People that could use the web effectively would get kind of the latest and greatest. Now everyone has access to that. And so, um, you know, bike tours or bus tours or any other type of tour might become somewhat run of the mill. Mm -hmm. And so people, in my opinion, are looking for a unique experience, which is a really key word is unique. Mm -hmm. And so um, if we're not doing our tour guides alone are unique they do such a great job and so we're not running them we're not just a bus tour that you put on headphones and listen to a recording obviously but we have seen our private tours people really wind behind the scenes skip the line uh something special that they don't feel like the masses are getting that's become a really really important over the past few years so we pioneered this idea of skipping the line uh to the eiffel tower which happens to be the Mm. number one visited monument on earth yes and um and so you know we understood and recognized this was back in maybe 2011 or so 12 that um obviously when people are on vacation they have a a limited amount of time and they want to use that time effectively and efficiently not a surprise as we all do and so you can uh, a customer or a tourist could either choose to stand in line at the tower for four hours Mm -hmm. or they could go on a guided tour with us skip that line go through the back door so, yes, you're going to pay a little bit more, but you also wow. have a tour guide who's giving you the information about the tower and the history and the architecture and the construction. And, of course, we go up on the tower and look yeah. out over the city and talk about Napoleon's tomb. And there's the Arc de Triomphe. And mm-hmm. you can see Sacré-Cœur and the military school and all that stuff. So the guided tours and the skip-the-line access became a very uh, popular thing. So that was a that was a big deal for us way back then and, and continues to be important for us today. That's a pivotal move to have the skip the line thing. And what I love that in your business mind is you're seeing, okay, my business is working great, but how can I make it better? And how can I serve the customer best? And like you said, you're waiting in line for four hours versus paying a little extra and getting this backdoor entrance. That's that's a smart business move on your part. It's Well, thank you. It's, uh, you know, and it's, Yes, it worked out really well, really, really well. And um, and people are able to enjoy their vacations a little bit more and, and uh, we're able to serve them better. That, that's that's really what the name is. Tourism, at least as far as we have, uh, you know, I'm not an airline company, so there is a 
that's a significant uh, barrier to entry trying to get planes are expensive but bicycles are not walking tours are not right. you literally can just kind of show up and start walking or riding around and so it's really important for us to set ourselves apart from others through customer service through quality bikes through quality tour guide doing uh, things offering i should say types of tours and themes of tours that are attractive to our clientele um and then winning from a tour guide i mean tour guides literally make or break right. the experience you have oh, a, you know you yeah. have a bum, a bum tour guide you know somewhere it can be a wonderful place like you know san francisco whatever and, and the tour guide's a bum and yeah. not a bum but the tour guide is a is a is, a, is an unfor- you know it's just he's not or she's not as good and that just doesn't um, it makes the experience it, so much different, you know? Correct. Yeah. It, it really sours the experience. And yeah. So we work really hard on, on making sure our tour guides are, do a good job and really come alongside you and become your friend and, and do, you know, are energized, engaging and enthusiastic to, to help people have a good time. I so love it's fun. that. Like once yeah. again, we're, yeah, we're, in the, we're in the business of having fun. That's when people so are on vacation, cool. they typically want to have a good time. So that's, right. that, that helps us. So good. Okay, so mm-hmm. you start in Paris, but what we mm-hmm. know now is that you're all over the world um, in several places. Can you share a few of those places? Like, where are you right now, your business? Yeah, well, it's a, I think you're, you're being a, a, little, mm-hmm. a little generous with this. We, uh, we currently, today, we have operations in London, Paris, D.C., Chicago, New Orleans, and San Francisco. Fantastic. Uh, that being said, so those are only six, and it's only six, but those mm-hmm. are six. What, and then we have our headquarters here in Austin. We are in the process currently, literally as we speak, of finalizing three separate acquisitions, one in Germany, one in Spain, and one in Italy. Wow. And so we will double our city size uh, with that acquisition, those three acquisitions, which I would expect to um, – finalized here in the next call it six weeks or so so we've been really really busy yeah. the last mm, six months going through our due diligence uh raising money mm-hmm. um you know talking deciding visiting uh so due diligence both uh fiscally and on paper and then due diligence physically going there and, and seeing uh these operations in, in person that's fantastic. so we always say we're yeah, we're back. We're in growth mode right now. So we have a goal of um, having a total of 20, 25 or thereabouts cities in the next five years. That would be approximately two to three a year wow. acquired either through um, bootstrapping ourselves, mm-hmm. startup, or through acquisition. Okay. And so we, um, uh, depending on the market, depending on the situation in each city market, um, we'll determine how we approach each of those. And and then if you, you think about what cities, which perhaps is the obvious next question, you can think of things like Sydney and Melbourne. You can think of Tokyo, mm-hmm. uh, Bangkok, places in Asia. You can think of additional cities in the U.S. Maybe it's Seattle. could be Boston, Charleston, um, places yeah. like that. Um, and then, of course, in Europe, you have other cities that we don't operate in, the obvious Amsterdams and Madrids and whatnot. And then, uh, then I think you'll have some kind of interesting ones like Jerusalem, uh, Mexico wow. City, where I'll be visiting next week. Uh, I was in Jerusalem a few months ago. Mm. Um, you know, a place like that, Delhi, perhaps a place that I've traveled to, right? And have seen as a, from a consumer standpoint that hey, there's still um, there's still some opportunity, opportunity here. Opportunity there. To, um, that is to do so that. cool. Now, tell me sure. this. How, okay, I'm thinking of you as the founder and CEO. Um, how do you like? How many people are with you in this business at your headquarters in um, Austin? Like how many 
physical people? Yeah, how many here? physical people? Because I'm thinking you are all over the place and there's different time zones and there's lots of stuff going on and there's yeah. new businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think somebody listening is like, how the heck does he juggle all of this? Like, it's a lot to, you know, listen to. Wow, how is he doing this? So how does that operation work in Austin for you? Sure. Well, so in Austin, we've got about 12 people. Um, so we will have our executive team here. We will have our call center. One of our, we have a call center in Paris and a call center here. And so with technology allows the Paris guys to start the day while we're asleep and go right. through the day and they'll tag team and then Paris will turn it off and all calls will reroute to Paris or to Austin and then Austin will finish up in the evening and flip it back to Paris. And yeah. so we have, you know, someone live, I don't know, call it 20 out of 24 hours of the day, something like that. That's so we're, awesome. we're able to almost blanket. Once we do go global, we will have that mm-hmm. um, as a, as a full-time activity around the clock. But um, so yeah, 12 people here, executive team, call center, uh, you know, accounting, back office, digital, social, IT, all that stuff lives here, uh, here in Austin. And so we don't have any operations here. We just think about operations a Uh lot and talk on the phone a lot and video conference. And then of course we enjoy getting on planes and going to see people (laughs) in person. But the vast majority of of employees uh, reside in their respective cities, as you, as you can imagine. Right, right. And then are there people on the ground there that oversee that particular location? Yes. Okay, like yes. managers Every city or has, something? Okay. Correct. There's, yeah. a, there's a hierarchy. Every city has at least one manager. Some have multiple, depending on how busy right. uh, you know, each of those, of, those, of those cities are. Right. Okay, now, David, you have children. Tell us, um, mm-hmm. what are their ages? So we have a son, Weston, who is uh, 12, he's in seventh grade, and a daughter, Caroline, who is 10, and she is in fourth grade. Okay, so so you guys travel a lot. Are they in school, or is this a homeschool family, or how do you guys... Uh, no, they're, okay. Yeah, they're in regular school. We are certainly not afraid to miss a day or two or five of school, <laughs> because right. we will uh, we will value the experience uh, higher than what they may have learned in, you know, math or science or history right. class. Not that that's not important, but if you're in Cambodia uh, at Angkor Wat, it just, uh, that's not something you normally get to do. Yeah. So, so what's um, your travel schedule like as far as um, being the CEO? How lo- how much are you on the road in the air? Sure. Uh, you know, thankfully, not that much anymore. I am fortunate to have an executive team um, that, uh, and, and staff underneath them that really enjoy traveling not that i don't but Mm -hmm. they don't have kids necessarily or they just haven't done as much as i do so i enjoy staying home more i rarely go on the uh, business trips in fact most of the austin team today is actually up in las vegas at a tourism conference today i just you know i just i just don't think i'm gonna go there this week and (laughs) and they, they don't they don't need me my my true job is more almost of a chairman of the board at this point as right. opposed to an active CEO. The deal is we don't have a board. Um, however, with these acquisitions, I think that will be coming uh, soon. Mm-hmm. And so I may be uh, trading in my business cards for an updated version right. uh, of that. We'll, we'll have to see how that how that goes. But um, but so I, me, myself, I don't travel nearly as much as I used to. Uh, for business and right. said that we just travel as much as we can for personal. That's fantastic. That's so good. Mm-hmm. What, um, yeah. what's your favorite place to travel? I'm sure you get this question all oh, the goodness. time. I know you. Paris, France, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. where it I mean, all I love, started. Yeah. I love that. Paris, I, I love, I love Paris. That is a great spot. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I mean, every destination is different. If you're talking mountains, I love Carl in the summertime. Uh, the B, we just got back from Tahiti and Bora Bora a few weeks ago. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's a beach. We love to scuba dive. That's a great place to be. Uh, you know, Southeast Asia, I think, is fabulous. I love all of us. I love Thailand. Yeah. Um, the food, the people, and the, we've um, we've been fortunate to travel, you know, all over the continents and mm-hmm. and uh, and see lots of lots of great stuff and eat lots of great stuff too. So it's wow. it's uh, it's really fun. That yeah. is so fantastic. Okay, so a question that I always ask people on this Destined for Greatness podcast because I know mm-hmm. this is true about entrepreneurs is once you have a dream and you accomplish it like you have so well. We always keep dreaming. So what's next for you? What's the next? I know you talked about expanding your current business. Do you have other things on the horizon that you're looking for or dreaming about? Yeah, well, it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, I appreciate the, the ask. So definitely, uh, so growth mode for Fat Tire mm-hmm. um, is certainly where we are on that particular business. Uh, other things that I have, um, that I'm working on. So I'm in the middle of writing a book right now. Wow, that's so awesome. Some, I'm not, yeah, I don't think uh, perhaps you knew that. No. And so. That is a new, um, certainly a new thing for me. I've not done that in the past, and I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of work. Right. Uh, I am not an author, and in fact, that's why I was in Nashville recently, was to meet with my uh, ghostwriter over there who lives in Franklin. That's awesome. And so uh, that's been a fun project, and uh, and with the book um, goes on with, and uh, there's an app with it. So that was the development process that I enjoyed. I've never done an app before. Wow. And I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed that. So that's, that's about a nine month project. Okay. And it's been fun and uh, unique and, uh, and new. Can and you tell us what your final product about? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, so I think you know this, uh, but I have a, uh, I have a heart condition. Yes. And, and so uh, for the listeners out there, so I'm, what am I now? If I just turned 43 a week mm-hmm. or so ago. Ah, so at 39, mm-hmm. thank you. At 39, I had a heart attack in my Paris office. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, it's genetic. I know you can't see me, but I, uh, I'm i an avid cyclist. And, I was going to uh, say you're and, fit as a fiddle. And fit and, and all that stuff. But I can't control, um, you know, my, my levels of, of, um, of cholesterol necessarily uh, collect on the inside of my arteries. So I ended up having a heart attack. Uh, at 39 in Paris, and uh, and got two heart stents that day, and then went on to collect an additional three stents. So now I'm up to five wow. uh, current heart stents, and um, and so one of the uh, you know one of the I guess situations when you're sitting there in the hospital at 39. So this is three a little over three years ago, and obviously my children were younger mm-hmm. at the time, and you're sitting there, and I had six days in ICU, and I'm you sit there and you just kind of wonder, hey, what does the future hold? What, right. what is, is this? Is this? Do I have you know one day left? Is tomorrow the end? Is mm-hmm. it a week from now? Can I ever run and play with them again? Is my heart kind of function? Can I get back on a bike? Can I, you know, do any of this stuff? Right. And um, and so you start wondering what the, you know, kind of what what is that story going to look like? And so then of course you start thinking to yourself, well, goodness, there's so much left unsaid, right? To your mm-hmm. children, to your wife, to maybe your parents who might outlive you and and so forth. And, and so I started doing, um, videos of myself, uh, over, uh, you know, addressing certain topics, if you want. So I call them topics. So mm-hmm. it could be things like forgiveness or, um, integrity or honesty, or, you know, let me, let me just record how the business started, how fat tires started right. so that my kids would know, you know, hear it from the horse's mouth, so mm-hmm. to speak, Hey, how this stuff actually happened and what my, thought process was on that. And so one day I was 
recording a video of myself um, at the side of one of my one of my son's flag football games, and one of their dads said, "Hey, what are you doing over there?" And so I was explaining this to him, and he went home and told his wife, who is a uh, a publisher, mm. and or excuse me, that's that's not accurate. She is an agent. And she called me the next day and said, hey, David, this needs to be a book. And I was like, that's weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so she convinced me to come out to her office and, and, um, and you know, we talked through it once or twice over two or three meetings. And, you know, that we, we moved forward. And I said, hey, this sounds like an interesting project. I'd love to, you know, have this experience, too. So right. went through the, um, the, the, the interviewing of the, the, the ghostwriters and really came up, uh, came to a guy who I really enjoyed. His name is Ken. And... Um, and so he and I have been working together. And really, it's I think it's through the lens of me saying, hey, Weston and Caroline, my children, here's, um, you know, here's, uh, call it 50, 50 topics. Right. That is my take. And we'll call it on, um, uh, you know, pick, pick a topic, integrity. Mm-hmm. And something that either I, either I did well or didn't do so well firsthand myself or that I witnessed or perhaps someone didn't do well or did well to me or that I witnessed, you know, third party. I, mm-hmm. I saw someone else offer a good example or a poor example of whatever topic uh, may be discussing. And so it's really just kind of a, my story, which would be, you know, call it a chapter's worth around that topic of an observation in my life and why that was impactful to me and, and how I would appreciate them to, to react to that and, and wow. move forward as they grow up. And what so that's a been gift. A, wow, that's a yeah, gift. Well, mm. we'll see. I don't know if anyone's going to read it other than you know, my mom and my dad. But, um, no, maybe me, but the maybe, legacy maybe wife, but, and your grandchildren and their grandchildren and all of us listening well, to you that have fallen in love yeah. with your story. And I do think that that is yeah. something that I remember Adam and I learned about you with your heart condition. I thought, but you're living mm-hmm. life to the fullest. And like, what a gift to for your family too to know like, hey, we, we travel, we do all sorts of things. And this condition is not going to stop me. You know, I'm going to keep living living the life yeah, that God has in front of me. It, it can't, you, you can, um, you know, you can, yeah, you can either shut down and, you know, get in a box and, mm-hmm. and close the door or, or you can, I mean, everyone knows this, but it, it's, uh, it, it is hard for some people. I'm, I'm thankful that I haven't had a woe is me, uh, moment, which right. is great and, and be able to, to live joyfully mm-hmm. and the relationship, or experience, relationships are, are formed over shared experiences. And so it's been a, a huge blessing for number one, that I am healthy and, and uh, can still ride a bike quite well and, right. and beat a lot of people, which is kind of fun, and um, and be an example, right? It's really an opportunity for me to encourage other men and women, but men in particular, that we uh, need to get out there and and be physical mm-hmm. and eat well and um, and you know and, 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 and be responsible with with our bodies because we're not spring chickens anymore. Right. And so, um, so that's, that's been a fun opportunity for me to invest in other men and to encourage them. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll see again what happens on, on the book side. It's, it's just been a fun project nonetheless, but yeah. I, um, I feel great, which is nice. That's and, awesome. um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So, yeah, so good. Sure. Well, I'm excited that you keep dreaming. I can't wait to um, read your book and and just continue. I, I'm really hoping Adam and I can take a trip and go on one of these amazing tours that you have and <laughs> just get to know your business more. And I just appreciate your time so much today. You're full of, of wisdom. And I think that a lot of people listening to you, I love how you started with nothing and you're like, hey, here I go. Here's my dream. And I think that's what it's all about mm-hmm. is, you know, taking action and then continuing to dream. So thanks so much for your time today. Well, you are certainly welcome. My pleasure. Thanks for asking. 
If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place. And to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you are destined for greatness.